Hi everybody, Wally here making a quick intermission. Now, we have been trying to make comments on episodes a thing for ages. And we just may have found a way, may, keyword may. We found a link, so we found an app that can give us a chance to leave comments. Kind of, that's not what the app is for, but we kind of improvised in a way. So, if you want to leave a comment on this episode, follow the link in the description. And this link, you can click on it. Leave your comment, view your comment, and view other comments. And you can also interact with other people as well. It's an experiment. Not sure it's going to go down. We're going to try out this for two, three weeks. All right. So let us know how you feel about it by leaving a comment in the below, in the link below. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it works out well. If not, we go back to keep searching. All right. Back to your listen now. Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wally. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? So, Blue Valentine, I think this is another reflection of rather synonymous movie with the marriage story. Yeah, and we only picked this movie because every <laughs> single website, even ChatGPT, said this was one of the best movies to reflect on a topic that we the reality of of broken relationships and breakups. Mm. Yeah, and then what did I get? <laughs> I, I got I got a. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was a good movie, I guess, but it's one of those movies that they're good because everyone says it's good, but you can't really figure out why it's so good. That's why I thought we'll start this conversation from like your qualms with the movie because like, so guys, for context, Wally started to watch this movie before I did. And by 20 minutes in, he was like, we need to find something else. And in the- I had that for five minutes in, but I didn't tell you at that point. (laughs) Yes. You give yourself- I tried again. Yeah. And then the only reason why we ended up watching it was because we couldn't actually find anything else to replace it. The other option we had was from scratch, which was, it wasn't a movie. It was like a limited series. And so we continued watching it. And then I think it was until maybe one hour and uh, Wally's like, okay, like it's getting a bit interesting. But then he confessed that he doesn't just like Ryan Gosling. So that's like maybe <laughs> a, a, a biased point in there. Um, but for me, like, Let's talk about that first, like the kind of movies you enjoy. And because you mentioned a comment on WhatsApp that it's very obvious that we watch movies very differently. So but let's let's talk about that. And then we'll talk no, about I, don't, I don't think about what I enjoy. So you, you, your comment was this movie was easy to watch. What does and, that mean? An easy watch. So for me, I describe easy watches as things where like it's not cringy in that way. And it doesn't require almost like how you described Love Island to me, where like... Is that what you want in movies? Things that, things that, that no, you can just... No, but there's categories of... I can, I can deal with that. Like, because it's not that... It's not silly. They're not doing things that are over the top. They're not doing things that are... They're not doing tropes that have been beaten down over and over again. Yes, it didn't have like... There's, well, there were a few po- points, that, the dialogues that I enjoyed. Um, but for me it was an easy story there wasn't anything convoluted about it but it still packed a punch like there were elements that I'm like hmm and just 
again reflecting on a few things. For me, it wasn't a terrible movie. I'm trying to compare it to something else. That no, I it wasn't never, a terrible movie. I'm yeah, not saying that. Yeah. Um, I preferred it to Love and Basketball. If if we're going to be rating stuff, I preferred it to Love and Basketball. Actually, I mean, there are different kinds of movies. So, fair enough. Different genres as well. Sort of, um, but Love and Basketball was much more mainstream and romance. Yeah. This was a lot more niche and drama-led reality kind of um, plot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but qu- quick disclaimer, guys. Like, um, It's funny because obviously when we think of episodes in the season, we're very, we like to spread things around in terms of the themes that we talk about. Um, but inadvertently we've ended up doing in the space of four or five episodes we focused quite a bit on like to be fair not relationships to be fair because the first one was fear of divorce right which i guess is relationship like love and basketball we did it because of valentine's day this one was i think obviously the strangers again theme is less about coupling up per se but i don't know it was a lot more reflective in my opinion but obviously it's very difficult to find exact movies that then cover those exact things the way we want them to um and this one was close enough the other option was which wally was not having was la la land um i don't know guys well, what's what's the with people's qualms with musicals i've like, got to watch for and then watch him dance and sing <laughs> it's interesting that's just another that's movie. to be fair i've actually not seen love island i'd be sorry la la, la land that is too much <laughs> yeah um, but i've st- actually i've not seen it before so I think I was also using that as an opportunity to finally watch it. But anyways, let's talk about this movie and get out of here. No, let's not. Let's not, let's not, let's not say that. Let's let's uh, let's spark. Um, even <laughs> though it's like nighttime for us, for everyone listening, it's probably daytime on a lovely, <laughs> sun sunshiny day for people. Um, but yeah, hello guys, uh, how you doing today? How's life treating you? Um, I'm still very uneasy with the way time is flying. Hmm. Well, what's in April? Um, I'm uneasy with it because I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things, but I've been told that it's just because I've come into the fast paced life. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm adjusting to that. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, which could be a pot- potential plausible explanation. Mm. Um, but if you feel like me, like if you feel like time is running too fast. Let me know how you're handling that because I'm not sure how I'm handling that. But if you're already part of the fast paced life and you think it's normal, then let me give me some tips as well on how <laughs> you navigate that, to be honest, because it really bothered me. <laughs> you know, funny enough, um, there was a part of the movie that made me a bit uneasy. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we have to do this in sequence, but I don't know if you're right, the part of which was kind of like asking him, did he want to do anything else? Like, because he had so much potential. So it was anything he wanted to do. And then he went on the whole thing of, you know, like what he's doing is happy with being just a father to his kid and things like that. And, you know, I just, it was a scary, not scary moments, but I just, I was like, hmm. It's funny you said that because cause I wrote down that exact same thing that this is scary. Oh, wow. <laughs> I actually wrote that down in my notes. Yeah, okay. That this is scary. Yeah. Um, but let's just give a quick... Yeah, overview of the movie, the movie. Right? yeah you're better at it so go for, for it for anyone who hasn't seen it um so i will probably say i'll be honest with you guys 
I don't think many of you are gonna watch this movie. <laughs> First of all, all you right. can argue that you won't find it because it's not on Netflix or anything. So you have to yeah figure out your. But ways. it's called Blue Valentines. Sorry, no, not plural. Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Yeah. And as always, I pick my descriptions from our lovely Wikipedia because it just do the jobs easily. <laughs> um. So we, Blue Valentine stars obviously Ryan Gosling, um, who plays the character of Dean, mm-hmm. D E A N, and then. Cindy, his wife, is played by Michelle Williams. I feel like I should know. I feel like her name sounds a lot more familiar than I actually recognize yeah, her for. Exactly. But I just can't picture it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so similar to the marriage story, right? Cindy and Dean are married, but the movie kind of, uh, kind of transfers between times. So. It starts off with their marriage, um, present time, which is when they are married, but also like reflects back to their time or when they met. Mm. And it pretty much depicts them as a married couple um, shifting back and forth in time between their courtship phase. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that. And the end of their marriage several years later. Mm. Now, if you've listened to the episode on marriage story, you might be like, oh, well, this, is, this is kind of the same thing, guys. Why do you <laughs> it again? Well, I said this one was a lot more what's the word drama and less of an amplified mm. reality but also maybe a different kind of context given how they got together yeah um so I'll run a quick plot on on, on the movie I'm just gonna you, you guys are not gonna watch it I'll try and run it on five minutes to be sorry <laughs> so we don't know too much about Dean but we know that we know that he's this hopeless romantic dude who leaves high school right and it works for some moving company. Mm. Cindy, on the, on the other hand, is as an aspiring doctor, right? She's studying pre-med while living with her parents who are always bickering and caring for her grandma as well. Mm. Now, the, at this point, when we meet Cindy in a, during, during her younger days, she's dating a guy called Bobby Carino, Bobby something. Oh, you know, I did. Even... <laughs> no. What? So the car scene now makes sense. I, I didn't really connect this eventually when we... Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was Bobby in the hat. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so she's dating Bobby and then one time she and Bobby are ha- having sex and then Bobby... That's what I'm going to use. <laughs> that is PG. Um, it completes the act inside of her. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> we're not 75-year-old. Anyway, what you know what? I feel like I feel like most of I'm worrying about you versus instead of worrying about those listening. It's fine. I, I'm, In most cases, I am, but anyway, I am some people. So she's dating Bobby. Yeah. Bobby is a wrestler, jock kind of character. And then one day they're having sex in someone's house. I don't know whose house is. And then Bobby ejaculates inside her without letting her know. And this this makes her very upset, and she breaks up with him. Well, which is actually ironic because because get that later. But anyway, um, so she meets Dean because Dean is delivering furniture to a nursing home which is where her grandma also is as mm. well, right? And then Dean gives her, gives, gives her his number and tries to get her to call him, but she says no, but he eventually meets her again in the bus, right? After anyway, he after, came back to find, like, after a month where she didn't call him, but then he came yeah, back to He came see, back to yeah. find, um, to see the guy he came to deliver something with too, rather, but, he, but the man was already dead. Mm. And then... He asked Dean's grandma if she knew Cindy's grandma. If, Cindy's grandma if she knew why what happened to him. Yeah. And then on his way back, he ran to see Cindy in the bus. Yeah. But anyway, um, so when Bobby discovers that Dean and Cindy are dating, 
um, he attacks Dean, right? Yeah. And then at this same time, um, Cindy finds out she's pregnant for Dean, right? You know, I don't think we ever that that was one part found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we never found out that he was the father. Yeah, of the baby, Mm -hmm. right? Till the end, Um, I don't think Elk never told us that. Exactly. Right. And then she went to get an abortion. Dean follows her there. Mm. But during the procedure, she changes her mind. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it's at this point that Dean says, you know what? That's fine. We can raise the baby together and become a family. Yeah. Right? And then this is when Dean and Cindy get married. And I must say that during the movie, they are moving back and forth in time. Exactly. It's not so a sequence. it doesn't follow this exact line, but just, just give me giving it for it to make sense. So five years later, they show us them living in rural Pennsylvania. Um... At this point, Cindy is now a nurse in some clinic where her boss offers her a promotion mm. um, to join a new clinic in the near future. At the same time, Dean is unambitious, well, objectively, I guess, <laughs> and rather subjectively, I guess, and struggling with alcohol and paints out for a living. Now, after... Wait. What happened? What are you reading? Who died at the start? Yeah, the dog. The dog. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so... Um, yeah. So they kind of show their marriage going through several hints of strains, right? Whether it's by comments Cindy makes, mm. whether it's by arguments, whatever, just little things, I right? Just, and you can even see Dean even looks, future Dean looks a lot more haggard. of a yeah. loser. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh like the costume designer got that loser look <laughs> properly, going from how it looked before to how it looked later. Yeah. You got that properly. You know, it's, as it's, and it's a shame to see how they you always use receding hairlines as a as a as a <laughs> classical uniform for, for a man be, who's losing in life. But to be fair which is not right. But to be fair, it's a, but, it's a 2010 movie, so maybe the 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 political correctness. But you know what's funny is I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. It's weird how young Dean, obviously also, he didn't finish high school, but young Dean seemed like there was potential there. Like, and even though he was having like a weird, like, you know, just a menial job and whatnot, it didn't give off that vibe that older Dean gave. I don't know if you get what I mean. So it's weird how they're kind of like in doing the same things, but the age difference. And I don't know, it's just something that came out from, from older Dean's like aura that you know that this person it's not that young guy anymore that felt like he could take on the world or something. Not that the young guy wanted to. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I think so. For for anyone listening, and what are we talking about is like, and when Dean was younger, Dean had a couple of skills like he could uh, paint, um, sing, play the guitar or ukulele, do a couple of things. Um, so even though he left high school, he still showed some signs of somebody who could achieve something because he could do, he could make. Um, people was a people person as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that question is a tough one because one can say that at the point when they were younger, she probably just assumed that, that even though he's just a yeah. storage man now, at some point he would he would evolve into something else, mm. or maybe she didn't even think about it. Maybe it just dawned on her. Later, later down on. the line yeah or maybe maybe didn't do that maybe she just actually got tired and just f- use that use that as a reason to confirm her negative mm. emotions towards mm. dean yeah um who knows anyway who knows yeah um but let me just finish exactly. up the plot um so so when they are obviously struggling they're married dean says you know what Cindy, let's go 
out for one night to a roadside motel. Actually, that actually shows his classiness as, as a guy. Um, <laughs> a, a roadside motel. Well, not a roadside motel, but a hotel, a motel to relax and recruit the relationship, right? Yeah. So it was meant to be a uh, romantic getaway, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out that way. Why? Because first of all, on their way there, um, Cindy <laughs> en- encounters Bobby yeah. in, the, in the liquor store, yeah. liquor store, right? And then Bobby asks, says, oh, hi, how you doing, etc." And then Bobby kind of asks her if she's ever been, if she's always been faithful to <laughs> her husband, you know, which you can tell that she didn't answer that question with too much shock because it, it, it kind of it, it showed another sign that she was done mm. in a way. Mm. Um, and then the sad, the part that, that begins to get sad is when at the motel, obviously Dean is trying to make a move on his own wife, yeah. right? But of course, um, she kind of rebuffs him in several ways. And, and then this is where they, they, have, they have the chat about his ambition. You know, she questions his ambition during dinner. That is under argument. Although they, they do make up at that point, mm. they get drunk. Um, but then I think everything goes downhill when Cindy, when Dean asks Cindy, to have another baby with him, yeah. you know? And then the, the fights began again. She locked, myself, she locked myself out of the bedroom. And then, you know, early in the morning, next morning, she goes to work um, unexpectedly because she's a nurse and she gets a call and then she takes the car and leaves a note for Dean. And then, of course, when, at that point, you know, when she gets to the, to the clinic, the doctor who offered her a promotion lets it sleep. <laughs> that that she could also have an apartment in a new place in a new city, mm. and that they could keep each other company if she's lo- lonely. Um, but of course, from that from that moment back back in the hotel, Dean is, at this point is quite annoyed because she leaves after a fight in the morning, mm. right? And then he goes back to the, he goes to the clinic to find her, but he goes there drunk. Always a bad move. Mm. I'm never going. No, never, never enter any. Even if, even if you're not fault, even if you're going to win an argument, never go there drunk. Yeah, you, you, you've you lost. Yeah, exactly. Lost, and it's never even look drunk. As I feel like one of the most repulsive things as a guy is look drunk. Yeah, then um, show up somewhere trying to make a point. Like no, 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 no <laughs> not even anywhere. Like I've not seen anybody look drunk and look sexy, <laughs> or like look confident or like command tons of respect. I don't yeah. know about you, but I think mm. for me, that's, that, that's one of the things that never made me dive into alcohol to the point where exactly. I get yeah. drunk. It's just the idea of how I would look. It's not pretty. And I'm not trying to like please anybody, but I have some self-respect, right? <laughs> and I've seen this from one's own upbringing where you see people around you who probably yeah, innocently get drunk, but they just look different when they're drunk versus, versus when you see them in the morning. Because mm. you just think, this is this, this is the <laughs> same person that I, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and yeah, anyway. So back, I'm about to wrap up now. So at the, at the, at the end, um, Dean takes out his anger in the, in the clinic, starts a fight with, with Cindy, with Cindy's colleague and the doctor, even punches the doctor in the face. And it's then... weird ass scene. Very weird. And then on her way out, Cindy demands a divorce. She says she's done. And then <laughs> Dean threw away the wedding ring and they went to look for it again, which was cute. <laughs> and then when they go back to the parents' house, Dean, Dean tried to persuade Cindy to give them another chance. He says he'll do anything she wants mm. her to do. And he says that the daughter is worth staying together for. 
Um, but Cindy goes like, you know what? She doesn't want a kid to grow up with parents same. who don't like each other, like how, like she yeah, did. Yeah. You know, and then Dean leaves the house while Frankie runs after him. I beg him to stay, but Frankie is the daughter. Just for Fra- Frankie's daughter, yeah. And then the film just ends at that point, bro. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's a very long but short film. Mm-hmm. Um, because the storyline just swans about one weekend or or a week in terms of the present state. Yeah, but yeah, what were your um thoughts? Thoughts, I guess, general thoughts across the entire movie. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it was a it was an easy watch for me. Um, it was a bit of a sad ending, or like there wasn't anything. There were maybe cute moments in between, but honestly, I feel like it was very much overpowered by the vibe of the movie itself. Um, the things I took note of were, you know, their meet cutes, like how they met. So I think everybody always wants to have that, you know, how did you meet story, and theirs was was quite interesting. So you didn't talk about this in the plot, but so when he was moving. He, was, he works at a moving company and they had to move a, an old guy into a home. And this was the same home where um, Cindy and the grandma were. And so I think his boss had left money from him on the table, on the dresser. And then he took the money and then was going. But Cindy saw him when he was taking the money. And then I didn't even think anything about it. He then walked up to the door and he's like, like he wants to talk to her and that, you know, probably looks like he stole the guy's money, but this is actually his job and all of his that. Money, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, she didn't really say anything. Um, and then he was kind of like a bit forceful, but context was during his like, and I don't know why I'm doing this plot thing again, but anyways, I'll, I'll stop here. But during his like job with the other, like one of his coworkers, they had a conversation about falling in love, how do you meet women and things like that. And the co-worker was kind of like, you know, just go talk to anyone, you understand, and see where it goes. So I feel like that's what really also inspired him to just, you know, try and strike a conversation with Cindy, give her his number and all of that. But anyways, it was a meet cute, right? And um, the joke she cracked in the bus was really... <laughs> did, you, did you find it funny? So Bobby, uh, so not Bobby, um, Dean asked Cindy when, when they're in the bus, when he meets her again. Yeah. Um, for the second time, he asked her, he says that most girls who are pretty are usually crazy. Um, and then she says she's funny and then she makes a joke. Yeah. And then her joke is <laughs> that a joke that I didn't find funny, by the way. Don't, don't let's say but, the joke. No, don't say the joke because. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, well, lady apparently didn't find the joke funny. I laughed. Why not? Why not? No, I'm just saying that. Well, to leave it as a surprise as well. But okay, fair enough. Because I mean, those... nobody's gonna watch the movie. <laughs> I, if you guys watch this movie, I'm actually very impressed because I feel it like took it, me. Well, it's using reverse psychology to, 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 go, to go past 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, is... but some, some of my like Ryan Gosling and just watch anything he does. So maybe. No. So guys, let me tell you. Um, if if on episodes you find yourself agreeing more with Toby, you would enjoy the movie. If you find yourself agreeing more with Wally, you won't enjoy the movie. That's honestly how I can define this here, but we'll find uh. out. <laughs> Anyways, okay, cool. Uh, so generally, I thought it was a good movie um, and it showed a couple of themes in there. I think um, the relationship was definitely a bit... I'm trying to compare it to the marriage story. Whereas the marriage story had very like intense fights and all of these things, I think they always shied away from like fighting with their words up until like the last scene and even in the last scene that they have fight i feel like if there weren't other players in there like her co-worker and the boss i doubt they would have fought fought like 
I don't know. I thought it was a shambolic union because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah first yeah. of all, it was only five years it lasted. Yeah, they got married because she got pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, yeah. They, you you can argue that they they actually love each other, but I don't think the truth so. is I don't think I don't Cindy think has so. issues. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Bobby has his own issues too, but I think Bobby's issues are definitely his ambition is questionable for sure. Dean, you a, mean Bobby was sorry, not Bobby. Dean, Dean. I'm sorry, Dean. Dean is Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, Cindy definitely had issues. I think she just broody, you know. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not even sure what you saw in her. To be fair, she's yeah. a broody human being. Um, she was, she was as a character. I couldn't understand her. I couldn't understand a lot of things about her why. motivations and yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Bobby yeah. seemed like a guy that you, could, you could understand because it's just black and white. It's just not yeah, it's screwed on properly at some point, you know. Yeah, but she was I hard to really understand her. She, she was actually um, hard to go out. She was actually hard to communicate with. Like I was looking, like every interaction that they were having, she was quite non-communicative from sort of like the vibe I was getting because I don't know she just and then the, and to be fair though because think about the car scene after she met the dude the um, Bobby guy yeah what was that so yeah like so so they're having an <laughs> argument should we play that I don't know um, do we let me see if I can find this on YouTube but keep talking so they're having an argument in the car after she meets Bobby Ontario and the argument goes something like this because she says she met Bobby Ontario and then she tells Dean that, oh, I met Bobby, but Bobby is fat. He's looking fat. He's a loser. And Dean's like, why are you telling me that? Sorry, I have... Is, is that, is that, is that meant to make you feel better? I found it, but it's four minutes long. Oh, jeez. This is a stupid How much <laughs> <laughs> You take your volume down during the ads. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> Let me fast forward it into the car ride. Okay. I'm never going to guess who I saw at the liquor mart. Richard Rico? <laughs> no, but good guess. John Bon Jovi. Bobby Ontario. What was he doing there? Saying that for that would make me feel better. He's fat. 
So what? If he was in good shape, I shouldn't. Then I wouldn't feel. I shouldn't feel good. Said the wrong thing. I'm nervous. Okay. What do you mean you're nervous? I feel because you because you feel funny. She also like gas. She also like was a gaslighter. To be honest with you, bro, bro, bro. Like don't don't get me started. Um. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know whether the writers meant it for that way or maybe I'm just picking things that were not meant. But in my opinion, yeah, she was just gaslighting the guy for like for time. <laughs> um, but it made sense because I think from the start, I can't even know from the start, but she had just, she had, she had, she was given gone she had given, before yeah. we started seeing her. Like yeah. she was gone. Yeah. And I think every part of the movie we began to see her and, Dean together in later years at the point where she's already gone. Yeah, exactly. And we're just showing us symptoms of what being gone looks like. Mm, true. You know? True. Um, true. Because that whole... Because like, <laughs> that conversation. I think when you're with somebody and you can't stay in the same room with them at a certain point. Mm. Yeah. And every... You know, I think we mentioned this in the marriage story where the things that they're doing where maybe they did it in year one is to be cute, but you can tell it's actually pissing you off now, right? So, like, he's very playful with the kid, all of those things. And then, you know, she's just like, you can tell that she was already seeing him as, like, I wish you were more of a man, to be fair. Like, I think there were already hints of that from the start. And it's funny because, obviously, um, the dog went missing, um, but it was because she didn't close the cage, right? Um, and they later found the dog dead. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, he said something to her when she when they, when they when she eventually told him, right? Like he told her to always lock the gates. But she she felt bad about the dog like dying because it was a kid's dog. But I think that was the only place where I guess I felt something for her. Like up until that point, it seemed like Dean was the guy that I don't know was the bad guy in the movie. You get, and then as the movie progressed, this car scene I just had my mouth open throughout because I'm like, <laughs> to be fair, like what do you mean, like? She'll say she'll say things unprovoked. Like it's obvious that she's been thinking about stuff and she's overthinking things on his behalf. And you know, maybe she saw the Bobby guy. It's almost like she saw the Bobby guy and it was like, oh my god, like okay, he's he's doing. You know well. what is here? Yeah. When whenever you're with somebody and you're tired, honestly, every little thing <laughs> they do is like from hell becomes irritating. Hmm? Even when they breathe, you're like, oh god, you are breathing. Oh jeez, oh jeez! Like when he tried to, when they got to the hotel. To be fair, he didn't give, he didn't get himself any points. Again, trashy hotel, trashy motel. All of a sudden, she's on call the next day and still making you go out, drive two hours away. Like all of that wasn't great. Um, but she, it's like she puts in zero effort, and I was feeling bad for him at some points, but also not really feeling bad for him. But then they had the cute moments when they had a few drinks in them and stuff. And I feel like he didn't mention the thing about having a second kid they would have, you know, made love that night and everything would be rosy dozy. But I think he brought up having a second kid and I'm sure in her mind she's like, <laughs> we're barely <laughs> we're barely pulling through with one kid and you're not being ambitious but now you want to have a second kid. Um but yeah, I think at that point now she was done. And then Yeah, I I think the movie depicts that downhill and tolerance tolerance phase. Yes, quite well. As yeah, we quite didn't really well. get to yeah, we didn't get um, to we see. Didn't get, we parts. didn't see. I mean, we saw a bit of the meat and the chase. Um, we didn't see much of the honeymoon because, like I said, she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. But it definitely mm-hmm. showed the tolerance phase because she was definitely tolerating him for a long time, 
um, for whatever reason. It could be that it could be that it had nothing to do with him. How new new demeanor about relationship or about him could have been a her problem or it could have been a him problem or it could have been a them problem but we never really got to understand that yeah. but i think what it just did well was to show how sometimes like if you're just done with something you probably just cut it off or what no it's just like it just shows how hum- we human beings like we can find because you know how she was finding reasons t- for for why she felt that way was valid, you know. She was finding reasons to point out, mm. you know, why, um, okay, well, what of your potential, what of your ambition, mm. um, why you making this kind of funny sounds. Like, she always had a reason, legit reason, but I think in the end, it's just she was done. I think, I think the movie began from her being <laughs> done, yeah. but it just showed us symptoms of how somebody would act in that kind of position. Yeah. You know, and I always wonder, like, is, you know, as much as I'm traditional for the family structure, I just wonder, like, sometimes, is getting somebody pregnant (laughs) a reason to stay with them? Uh, You know, is is it a worthy reason? You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can't answer that question because I have 21st century knowledge and experience. Mm. So, so I'm already biased. Yeah, because um, she did. She did try to, <laughs> you know, get an abortion. That reminds me about the abortions, and I feel like that's ever that's the first time I've ever seen a scene like that, where I I feel like the point of it was also to, I don't know, because you know the doctor was talking through every single thing he was doing, yeah, almost like yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like it's like you know we need to do this. It felt very not that he was trying to make her comfortable. It's like is they are legally required to say yeah, everything they're doing, every single step. To give. and even when he and even when she said stop, 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 it's like do you want he, me to he stop? Still, he still followed his um commentary. Of, okay, I'm gonna stop now. I'm taking out my whatever now. Yeah, I'm hands off now. Exactly. Do you want me to stop the entire procedure or just you know stop and then? You know, he spoke to the nurse and then he got out of there. Like, is that how he got out of there quickly? Like, you know what? Like, I got just come out. Yeah. So that, that that was an interesting that was an interesting scene. I've never. Most times you just see them going in and then going out. It's never that whole process. So for a 2010 movie, I do think that was a very interesting choice. But that abortion um, choice can't be easy, man. Nah, that's another topic for <laughs> another day. It can't day. be easy. Like, I don't even know. It can't. It just can't be easy. Mm. I think if if you if you okay, people are different maybe, but if you think about it, the that thought must be ridiculously shattering. Especially the first time around. If you say you want to go through with it, oh, say that again. It's especially the first time if it's because yeah. How many times? Ah, bro. Well, true. Fair enough. Let's <laughs> not let's um, not go there. Let's not. Let's just not. Yeah, well, the first time is always the hardest, I guess. But <laughs> that's what she said. Oh my god, come fit. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think that's fundamentally correct. Okay, actually, it is. I, I, and I see what you mean. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, fair play. <laughs> carry on, please. Was there a carry on points? Anyways, actually, we don't want to do. Let's just move. There was, but you've already yeah, taken me off track. Sorry, I apologize. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So I think, and and another thing that I probably saw that. 
I got the kind of ick for that scared me was, you know how like when he when she was in the shower and he opened the door and he said, "Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> oh, and she goes, oh, "What, what, do you you, what, what does it look like?" like? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think that's kind of banter or argument or I don't think that's something that I would want to get in a relationship with anybody. Yeah. If I hear that kind of thing, but eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we're definitely gonna have some couples therapy ASAP because that even if even if it's just like one sarcastic comment, that's that sarcastic comment is deep. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot packed in there. Yeah. That whole shower scene was just but so do you think maybe at some point Kitu was trying too hard? Like at what point is Nah, you... she was done, man. She was <laughs> I done. Know, no, she was I know, done. I know, I know, I know. No, women, yeah, like from what I I don't know, I don't know everything. Let me people can let me let me know if I'm wrong, but in the comments. But a woman can be with you today, right? Mm-hmm. And can find you hot as as hell, right? Mm-hmm. Like attractive as hell. And she will jump on you whenever she sees whatever. And, you, and maybe you guys start dating and you guys get together. But maybe there's been issues down the line. Like things happen down the line. Issues happen. You fight. Once she's, much, once she's checked out emotionally. That's there's it. nothing you can, like there's it's nothing, it's done. there's nothing you can do. Like you can, you can, you can do 25 push-ups. <laughs> Done. And you still would not command the same level of same amount of of attraction of um affection or anything. Affection or just like what I'm <laughs> looking for. You won't command that same level of of urge for her to come towards you, you know, the way it was before, just because she's checked out. Yeah. And that girl was checked out. Like imagine imagine going to kiss your wife in the shower and your wife takes her face away. <sighs> Like these are moves that happens to stranger in the club. I mean, she didn't kiss anybody in the club anyway. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but oh my god, yeah, yeah. Just think about that. That's that's that that for me was quite scary. Yeah, I know because because I began to picture it's happening, or like no, God forbid. <laughs> but I began to picture like what leads to this. What is the flow charts that leads? to this particular point in time. So that's what I was going to say that for me, the, what I, the comment I was going to make was that I, I don't know, maybe this is, when we, we do this in every time where we talk about something and halfway in between we're like, oh, I've been great to have a woman on this. To kind of like, but the point I'm trying to make is like this, I feel like it's a zero to hundred thing because women are also, like you from experience and from stories, they're the ones that stay quite a lot in, in the middle of a lot going on. So it's like, there's there's the ability to stay, but then there's also ones that switch. You see people in like very questionable relationships or marriages, and they still love the guy. They're there when everybody on the outside thinks they should kind of like go, but they're still willing to like put an effort into that thing. Don't you see that occurring, or am I the one that is? Yeah, but you know, I think that's also down to the power dynamic of of being a woman giving up more for a marriage, more in terms of perhaps your your economic ladder. Even when you have no, a baby. but let's not even get up to marriage, even in relationships, right? In 
people staying together for two, three years. Like maybe, I don't know, for me, I've heard many stories and I have friends that when they are recounting their stories, they kind of like know they should have. There was a point where they were seeing some things that they probably should have gone, but they were still willing to like put up with stuff. I'm just saying like, you've heard, we hear stories of women putting up with things, but there's yep. also that when that switch goes, where there's really nothing you can do about it. So I'm very curious as to like, at what point, like where, where, where do things tip over and things like that? Like at what point do you, cause I've been on the other side of, um, of point of no return in that sense. Right. Um, I've been on the receiving end of it and this was not like a violent relationship or whatnot. It's just a natural progression of things, but there was also still that tipping point where it was obvious that although in my head, now I realize it, but in my head, I still thought there were things that I could do to kind of like make things better. Um, and even though the things that were not better weren't like one person's fault, but it's like, okay, I've decided I'm going to work on things. But if that person has already crossed that tipping point, then it's really just one person trying to like paddle in a boat slice sinking in that sense. So I'm just saying, I'm curious about what that switch point is. Like a woman, what point mm. do you realize that? Because to be fair, I think there's a switch point for guys as well. Because as you were saying, the thing of, um, I think there's a moment where I'm talking to someone or there's something going on with someone and there's a point I just realized that, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think this is progressing anywhere or like things are still good. So for me, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, things don't have to be bad for me to see that it's probably best to cut it off now because there really isn't like a future. Yeah, but that's a different it. phase though. What phase is that? Is it to find those things when, be, when like when you're just when you're just talking to someone and you just met somebody, right? Um, fair, fair. But when you're deep into a relationship and you can click click off, mm, true, 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 true. Like true. that's that's an entirely different. Um, funny enough, before we started this this child watching a show on BBC, mm. couples therapy. I just found it. What's BBC? I don't know. Some live TV anyway. And I'm just showing like I think. I think I've watched I watched it in about 30 minutes so far. Mm. But what I captured from it so far was that it was a reality show based on a psychotherapist or a couple therapist rather who has different couples come to her and she talks about the couples with another psychotherapist or a couple therapist afterwards. Okay. And just from just by watching two couples only, mm. I already got the sense that a lot of the times, someone is saying something and somebody's not listening to what they're saying. And what's, what's being said can be said with words, actions, or inactions. And the person that's not listening can, may not be listening with, with the actions they take or the actions they don't take. Mm. And it's, li- it's those little things that build up, little things of what's been said from what I've just watched anyway, mm. my evidence of two couples. And perhaps people have known, known about as well. It's what, what's been said and hasn't been listened to. And when, when, they, when those things happen over and over again, because if you realize like when someone is saying something about something that their, their partner is not doing mm. or is doing, that affects them. On a that affects level. them. And you're not really The here. partner also feels like, no, no, no. There's something. I'm doing it, but she's just not saying it. 
or mm. I'm not doing it, and 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 I don't know why she's saying it that way. Mm. So like you have these two people who believe they are seventy percent correct or seventy percent justified, but eventually one one be more one be, just because one person is always more right than the other. <laughs> because both 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 cannot look at themselves objectively, right? Mm. So the one who's more right than the other would often, whether it's the guy or the girl, would often be the one who I think feels that distance a bit more every time from checking out. So I feel that distance a bit more from emotional attachments because like if you're naive about something, right? Mm. You think you do something well and it's possible that your, your naivety clouds your thought that something is being messed up. Mm. But if you are truly feeling victimized, you're truly feeling like something's been done to you, you're truly feeling something. Yeah. Because the true, genuine feeling, it's not like you're naive, it's like it's true. You're, mm. you're feeling the negative emotion. Then that takes you away more, I guess. I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm attaching rubbish, but... I guess my point is just like going back to Dean and Cindy. Yeah. Cindy could have been saying things over the years, part, part, part of things that we did not see mm-hmm. about what Dean is doing wrong or isn't doing right. Yeah. And that could have been subtle points about his life, subtle points about their, their, their vision as a family, mm-hmm. so, subtle points about him being maybe not as hopeless as he appears to be. Yeah. But for Dean, he's thinking, I'm, I'm a fantastic dad. Stay at home. I allow you work. <laughs> yeah. I was going to right. mention that, that like funny enough, like up until the end, the only bad picture that was painted of Dean was just him being unambitious. And that way, like is, it may be a bit of a, I don't say slacker or cuddler, right? Like, um, but you know, but that, but don't say only lightly because only the only, <laughs> I get what you're saying. So even though it's one thing, I think, even though it's one thing, I think as a, so even though we say the only thing that appeared to be bad about Dean was his lack of ambition. It's a big thing. Isn't that a big thing? Yeah. It is, it is. Cause it also reflects in, in other things, right? So like, for example, obviously, they were trying to get the kid ready for school. And he was just, in his head, he was in play mode, right? Trying to make the kid happy. But the mom is the one preparing the food, trying to get her dressed up, trying to get her in school on time, and all of those things. And, you know, funny enough, when the recital happened, he was there early, but she wasn't because she had to yep. work. But you could yep. feel him judging the fact that she wasn't there on time, yep. right? And yep. then when she finally came late, she mentioned they, the fact they that... Almost deb- they, they, they almost depicted a reversal in masculine and feminine roles yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. um, where Dean took on more feminine roles, traditional in quotes. Yeah. And while Cindy took on more masculine roles because Cindy, Cindy had promotion. Yeah. Right. Cindy was the one who arrived late. Cindy was the one who had to leave early. Cindy was the one who, you know, was not too emotional yeah she was like the strict one yeah that's you know? true that's true that's and true, dean was true. the opposite dean was always there right yeah. <laughs> but what i learned from that movie was like being being always there as doesn't, <laughs> doesn't guarantee anything with your partner because 
You can do everything by the script, but they still feel unfulfilled by you. That's a one-on-one problem you have to solve mm. away, away, away from the script. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, because he's right. Like, the, the guy was always there. He was close to home. He played with his kid. Mm. But that wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this, remember we, we can, I don't know, I think, again, it's not, the movie wasn't very long or convoluted. So we were pretty much done through most of it. So we'll probably just pick in tiny details. But maybe we can end or think about ending on the points that we referenced at the start, which we didn't dive into, which was the scary bits, right? The, both that, the bit that we both referred to as scary, which we've talked about a bit here. But, you know, they were sitting at the table. This was in the middle of a potential argument or they were arguing. It was, again, the arguments were not even violent, to be fair. It was just conversation, him asking questions. But to be fair, I didn't like the questions and the way he was always asking his questions. Like he was almost... I don't know, always goading her in a very, like, we'll be asking very sarcastic questions, like, like, what do you mean? And something, something, something. And then she would be trying to choose her words carefully because she knows, obviously, if you look at the car scene, although that was kind of like her fault with whatever she said, but <laughs> technically the way he was asking her questions in the car is what he would do in any other conversation they were having. Yeah, like when but, he asked her, what do you mean potential? Yeah, exactly. Um, but like he didn't ask what do you mean potential in a sort of like exploratory way like oh i'm curious like you know what you, it's almost like okay what do you mean by potential that sort of thing and i think she was always responding to the fact that his questions always came with like i don't know yeah i didn't like the questions i was asking to be fair um but anyways so she mentioned the thing about him doing many things um but just like can you just pick something he's good at and you know be a, be good with it or because there was a lot of potential and stuff and well we do many things right <laughs> and i've we've had conversations in the past about ambition and and whatnot and things like that and in that moment i it just a thought just flashed across my head like you know are you in some ways dean like not directly but just are there elements of this person that are in you? And is this a potential future? Not being the way he is, but I don't know. I'm sure you, because you got, I, I get know. what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that question per se. Like the easiest thing I can say is, oh, I'm definitely putting effort. Um, there, but what I, do you see that, that sparked that question? No, just the idea of him being comfortable with, not aiming big do you get like he seemed like the kind of guy and he gave off the although they, they painted it as an extreme but he seemed like the kind of guy that you know if he had to pick between a very well-paying job and staying at home with his daughter like he would pick his daughter um and a lesser paying job which in a different movie that could be the rock star dad but so the the, the thing about that is like I think I think maybe it's making sense why the movie is so good is because as I'm talking about it, I'm <laughs> thinking more about it. Yeah. I mean, why people say it was so good, including Chad GPT. Um, <laughs> Carry on. Okay, I must preface by saying, obviously, I've never been married. And I've never had a daughter before. I've never okay. had a wife. But I would imagine oh, that... What... 
It's just a disclaimers. Yeah, yeah, disclaimers. We'll carry on. <laughs> I would imagine that whatever I'm thinking now, in terms of ambition and everything, or comfort, mm. can cannot be the same thought I'm thinking when I have a wife and a kid. My thinking mm. has to, and must change. Because mm. at that point, you're not getting for just yourself. Even if, if even if I feel like I'm still okay. I am no more living for myself. Mm. Right? That's number one. Number two is that who I am now and who I'll be in 10 years will be different. I may not change entirely, but you would evolve, right? And the person you marry will also evolve. And the kids you, you could bring to the world also bring a part, different part of you because you don't know what kind of kid they're going to bring what kind of personality trait they're going to have mm. right I know, I, know, I know some of our kids are made in terms of how they're raised but some kids have some genetic personalities and stuff that come out that are just there by default mm. so you have, you have to be ready for not, not only who you evolve into not only not, blah, not only who you evolve to be but also who your spouse and your kid evolves to be I can imagine. Mm. I don't know. I'm only imagining. Now, with those two things in mind, bring, bring the idea of ambition. I don't think that, and here's where I'll shit on Dean a little bit. Yeah. I don't think that one can get away with being comfort with status quo as a father and as a husband when you don't have to be. Mm. Mm. Or, I don't think you can get away with, with depreciating. Or staying stagnant, to be stagnant. fair. Stagnant. As, as an individual. Yeah. Even if you maintain a regular pattern of your role as a father. Yeah. Yeah. So- because whenever you meet somebody, I'm guessing... They don't, they, they probably don't, in the end, we like, they probably don't only like you, but they like the idea of who you, they think you can also be. Which is actually, Cindy mentioned that, right? I think there was that element as well. And uh, as you were talking, I think the thought that then mapped up in my head is that I think that child, the issue with Dean was that he kind of like stayed the same, like maintained the same level of, of ambition, even though things around him were changing and even though there was like a greater demand from him at that point in time. He still maintained his same self and same ambitious, like same, I guess, ambition or lack thereof, um, which, you know, definitely would pose a challenge for, for a marriage or a union or just anything or growing in life, to be fair. So maybe there's also that part. Like, are you... Maybe not to every kind of partner. Maybe not every kind. Of, I find a partner who is mm-hmm. on that same wavelength as you are. But it also mm. means that you're going down as a family. Yeah. And what happens? Because you're both depreciating. Yeah. Then that's a problem. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the ending was... <laughs> but I, I don't have any friend today who has had a baby that has not changed. Yeah. All my friends that and probably you, 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 you know you have friends like that too. They have kids. They're not the same friends that 
they're still the same in terms of like jokes you crack and everything, but yeah, no, I we can don't see a change. We don't have to look too far. We've had two episodes in the past that uh, spoke up. We spoke to we've spoken to first time moms and first time dads, and them talking through the journey, and it's quite clear even what they're thinking about and optimizing for are very different from we jolly old single fellas. So um, we don't need to look too far with with that. Um, but yeah, um, so if we're going to wrap this up by say tying it to like the different stages and stuff. So like we said, this movie focused a lot less on the honeymoon phase and more a bit about the meet cute, but more around the tolerance and the downhill. The, the downhill, the downhill was where we got a lot of the... Yeah, juice juices. I mean, they didn't show us why Danny was happening, but you can clearly, fill in the as you pointed out, yeah. Um, yeah. for the person who wanted to leave the marriage, she felt repulsed mm. by 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 the state of who he had turned out to be, or rather, yeah. who he had not turned out to be. Yeah. You said something at the start that I'm just thinking about. It's like, if we didn't watch the movie till the end, and this was like just other people's stories that we're observing, um, would you, I think you've actually already answered this. Like, I don't think I'd have put them together. Like, there wasn't, I couldn't see any substance in a relationship. Although they didn't show, obviously we only had some of the miscues, but even how they met and their first dates. And again, why they decided, by the time I Love You came into the picture, I don't think they had been together and expressed each other for that long in no. that sense. Yeah. And and what makes me say that that they were they were shambolic anyways because it was only five you only took five years. What do you mean? It only took five years five five years for them to crash. Like <laughs> So are you saying like what? The reality is the longer it takes to crash? No, but I'm saying for the point at which we saw Cindy gave up on Dean. Yeah. Well, five years later. And that must have been building up for at least two years. Wait, five years after the marriage or just five years after they met? They married like in the same year they met. Yeah. Right. For, for point. right? Yeah. And we saw her when they, we saw them five years later when they were already downhill. Yeah. At the point where we saw them, if they were already downhill, it means that they began a journey of tolerance and just from like year two, slight year issues yeah. about a year or two before that. Yeah. So we're saying they had what two two years <laughs> of honeymoon or three years of honeymoon, <laughs> or, or even maybe just the past that they showed us. Because I don't you think know, once so, the kid came into the picture, there would have been any honeymooning after that. Because to be fair, all the parts in his relationship or all the parts in their relationship that he was trying to relieve as good moments were from the early days of them meeting, like week two, week three, the CD he tried to play yeah. at the thing. So I don't know if it was written, the movie was written that way, but you'd want to imagine that like if by year five, what you're calling back to is how you guys first met and things like that. I guess maybe the Miss Kyoto always has a bit of power to it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the entire idea of marriage is scary, scary enough. <laughs> um, but when when people take the plunge following um pregnancy is more scary. But I've seen cases where it's worked. Yeah. Um and this is one case where it doesn't work. But again, this could have worked if 
Dean was S- someone was different. Yeah, okay. Now, let's not blame Dean, but yeah, if one of the two were different or they were just more compatible. Right. Yeah, I think let's not let's not just learn to everything I spoke about earlier in terms of knowing when to listen. No, not knowing when. Of listening to mm. what is said, what is not said, what is done, what is not done. Yeah. You know. And, and, and not and not thinking that the fact that you're doing a good job as a as a father or you're, or you're, or you're doing a good job even even as a partner by doing this the, what a good job it is on paper. It doesn't yeah. mean that that's yeah that your relationship would work or yeah. you or you can't be seen as um as, as a baggage to your to your partner's neck. The point I wrap up with here is something about practicality, right? And it's about not making major decisions at moments of high emotion, either positive or negative. So, you know, I feel like there was a lot of emotion in her deciding to stay with Dean because obviously he was there for her during when she wanted to get the abortion. You know, he... Yeah, but bro, that I'll pull back on because Why? if I'm a woman and I'm having a baby... Yeah. And the person I'm having a baby with says, I want to stay. I'm sorry. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you shouldn't include it as a factor, but I think there's more wisdom in appreciating the fact that the person's offering that gesture, but not basing your decisions just because in that moment a gesture has been made. Either it's good or bad. Check out what I mean. Like I feel like I get what you mean, but yeah. I'm just saying like there is no way we can quantify <laughs> how how anyone can measure that decision. I don't think what I'm asking is for it to be quantified. I'm just saying to not make a decision in that moment based on just that. Do you get? Like, let, let me pick this scenario for you. It's like, okay, you have a friend now and maybe you, you go through a very tough season or whatnot and they are there in that season and, you know, they're there for you. But that's the only thing you can really point at is that they were there for you in that season. Would you then proceed into a relationship just because they were there for you in that season? That's what I'm trying to say, like... No. Uh-huh. You would not. But that's different from when you're having a baby... Let's do that. I'm not, I'm not zeroing in on. Okay, yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah, in, yeah. in any other context, I definitely agree that she make decisions on, on points of high, Intensity. highly positive or yeah. high negative emotion. Yeah. Um, that, something, I'm guilty of, something I'm guilty of myself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying because I think I've also, sometimes I tend to get drawn into that a bit. And yeah, like, and this could be like you meet again it's almost the honeymoon it's almost like saying don't get swayed by the honeymoon phase alone not at all but just alone because you know but particularly if maybe you you've not been in a relationship for a while you meet someone that you're very attracted to and then you start talking and the vibes are just really nice and great like nobody's saying don't lean into the vibes but don't rearrange your life and start making major decisions based off of just that like i think again the book says three months I would say three months and then some, um, because again, you're going to you if the point is to spend the rest of your life with this person. Like, what's another? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, let me not say anything because I don't know. People have done 
and be happy marriages on way less. So who am I to like say uh-huh. <laughs> who am I to say that? I'm just my, my own person thinking about things. But anyways, I'm just saying practically what I try to do and what I always try to remind myself of is not to make a lot of these decisions in moments of high intensity. I'm not the greatest at it. Like I'll still reflect on this moment and feel like, oh my God, like this is so beautiful. And all the, of that. the good thing is that big decisions involving life will not happen many times. How so? The big the decisions are very massive, like what's in the deed will not happen many times. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So one has With- to look for the little decisions mm. that at the time don't seem big, but when you add them up, they contribute to those big ones. So for example, if you know you ain't stable and a cute guy gives you his number <laughs> and you go on a date, that's decision number one. <laughs> you know, when you go on a day and X, Y, Z happens, it's your number two. Our point is, in those little moments, in those little things, maybe not even a date, maybe just some, it, it couldn't be something at work. Yeah. It could be something in your community, in your house. Before you get to that big stage, there's like five, ten little things you've decided on mm. that led to that big stage. If I can catch it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amen to that. Anyways, guys, leave comments, let us know. Um, which I've mentioned this at different points. We did mention it at different points and we're putting in the comments. But before when we used to say it, there were kind of like no comments except on Instagram. But now there's actually like comments, comments. So um, do, <laughs> do do let us know what you think um, about any point. So all I'm saying is I'm moving forward. Also for this season, we are done talking about relationships. Yeah, we're done. Guys, remind us next time. I do. No, it's not a reminder. This is the last one. To be fair, I'm actually done with it as well. Like, no, but um, we have, but we have to, we have to put some emphasis on it. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the point I was making was at any point when you're listening to the episode, if any thought comes into your head, like the moment you're listening and you have a thought, just put it in the comments. Like that's what it's there for now. Um, let's engage with you guys, and um, you know, if we say something or I say something that you disagree with, like tell me immediately. You hear it. Don't let it. Don't let it simmer. So that we can build a relationship together. You know, I don't know what that was, but yeah. Anyways, um, yellow pill junkies were going to be ending that soon if this is episode eight i believe there's two more oh no actually this is the last one this is the last time we're going to put it we said two months right what did you say yeah but we it's the, it's episode 10 that's that's the point so episode 10 uh, okay so well you guys have two more weeks then um to do the do the do um is there anything else we want to share announce i love you guys so much <laughs> oh my oh <laughs> Oh jeez! Um, and happy International Women's it's, Day, it's, it's, it's really nice. Women's Month. Funny enough, I saw. I don't know if well, I can just drop a comment about that, but funny enough, I feel like I saw a couple of people tweeting about, like women tweeting about how overwhelmed they were with like the IWD messages, like, like. <laughs> but he's putting his hands up, saying, "You know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Peace out. Don't drag me." That's into- what I'm saying. Okay, I'm what just I- saying. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh <laughs> look, this life <laughs> yeah. You've said nothing, but bro, you've said a lot as well. <laughs> um, anyways, let's let's cut it here. Um have a lovely week guys. Stay guys, stay blessed, stay loved, stay happy. Um and 
everything in between. Honestly, I'm I'm done with this cold. I just hope next week is, is I'm just done. Well, what's just the temperature? What's the temperature right now? It's minus one. Why? What? What? Wait, what? Why is it? I'm is just it? I'm just tired. Like, is it supposed to be like spring? I was going to work something. this morning and I was walking like 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 I'm going to rob a bank, tiptoeing because of snow. <laughs> Oh jeez! I thought we're getting into spring now. Right, calm down. Now. Let's, yeah, I'm not. I'm not about to pack all that shit on my trip. So please, okay, let's take a couple of you, months. You'll be fine. That's me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Um, peace out. Enjoy. Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy. And now a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five star rating and review if you like this episode. Also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now we release new episodes every monday but don't forget to follow us at the yellow peel pod on instagram and at yellow peel underscore pod on twitter to stay in touch with us during the week once again folks thank you for taking yellow peel with us today i'm your co-host wally as always and right next to me is toby and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks till next time peace and love people peace and love